and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry Podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling, and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We're here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today, we're going to talk about what happens between now and the 2025 LCMS Youth Gathering. We've been seeing lots of photos and hearing stories from groups who are sharing their experience at the 2022 gathering with their churches back home, which is just really fun to see mm-hmm. and, and seeing kind of your wrap up <laughs> videos, your pictures, the stories that you're telling. But for our team, we are already thinking, we have been thinking yeah. about the 2025 gathering. The planning process for a gathering actually takes more than three years. So don't, uh, we're not doing any, you know, we're not dropping it to two years or one year. It's not right. happening next year because mm-hmm. it takes us more than three years. And it doesn't stop once a gathering's finished. I mean, we do take a break. Yes. We do take a little bit of a break. But we are already thinking about how to make that next gathering better. If you haven't already heard, we'll be returning to New Orleans in the 2025 gathering. So, Mark, are, what are some of the things that we take into consideration when it comes to choosing a gathering city? Right. Well, we send out what we call a request for proposal or an RFP to a number of cities that maybe we highlight that we think have some of the basics that we need to host a gathering. Some of those things are ample convention centers space for our sessions and interactive learning space, a stadium that has room for, again, our our worship and mass events that take place. Also, ample hotel rooms. Certainly, each city is different. We love to get as many downtown walkable, but yes, many cities cannot actually contain an event the size of the gathering that way. So it's also, again, man, even into the hotels, the room makeouts different. Like some cities have more double doubles, four people to a room. Some have more kings, depending on maybe what their convention life is like. So looking at those numbers, so we have enough hotel rooms for our participants. Certainly other infrastructure, especially if maybe they don't have all the rooms downtown. <coughs> what does transportation look like? Those things like security and labor and all those things that make the event possible. And then also too, very important that we have support from the host LCMS district and congregations too, because uh, man, we just lean on them for so many things from hospitality to support volunteers. So when we have a district that supports us and welcomes us in. That's just a beautiful thing for us. Yeah, I did not realize how many different things we need to have a gathering right. city, be a gathering city, until I joined the staff. And really, it is a, a pretty complicated process to mm-hmm. pick a new city. But we do we look forward to, to 2025 in New Orleans. We have, have had a, a great experience there in the past in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And talk about some walkable hotels that you're always excited. New Orleans is a very yes. walkable city. So that's fantastic. Fantastic. Now, before we get to that process, we do spend several months evaluating really every single mm-hmm. aspect of the gathering that we can. So that includes looking at the data from the evaluations that you guys send in, reading all the emails that you send in mm-hmm. to us, and then talking all extensively with our volunteers and our planners about their experience, what they saw, um, and what we might need to be thinking about keeping, what we need to think about changing, what we need to think about completely getting rid of or trying something new with. There's always a lot to learn after the gathering about what happens. Yep, just like you do in your ministry, we do take evaluation seriously, so we thank you for taking the time for completing that or sending additional stuff to our office, because we we not only want to improve from gathering to gathering, but we want to learn from the young people, too, who attend and to take better care of them the next generation. And that means we are not just looking to compare gatherings to each other or maybe individual parts within the gathering, but also analyzing how teens might interact with gathering programming differently maybe than teens in the past and also looking towards the future as well. Yeah. So certainly, you know, every year, not only are we looking just at straight evaluations, but how young people interact with the gathering differently. Because certainly we know Gen Z different than the millennials in how they experience the gathering, different than Gen X. You know, even so much as like how much technology improves and and changes and interacts with, with all those different pieces. 
So like we said, we're already in that planning process for 2025. Mark, what are some of the the pieces that are part of that early planning process? Sure. So certainly a big part is to start making connections with the city. You know, like you said, and we've talked to other places, is that there's a lot of things that go into bringing an event our size into the city. So even though New Orleans certainly is familiar maybe to our staff or to some planners, plenty of new people, especially coming out of COVID, that there's new relationships to be built, new people at hotels and facilities. The city has changed. And so there's new things to learn. That's always exciting to be able to share with our participants and maybe for like district events and other things like that. So getting to know that as much as we can. I mean, you know, we said other places is certainly with the pandemic in 2022, This was, that was the least amount of time probably that our planning teams and our staff have been in the host city. Yeah. And we saw, and I think we felt that in some of our planning and even on site when the gathering happened was that you saw like, wow, this was just, we did not know this from not having enough time or witnessing other events because they haven't been hosting a large events like right. ours yeah. to be able to see like, how does this work? How does this movement work? And so even some of their aspects were rusty in the city because uh, yeah. we were a city that was, we were an event doing things that others hadn't done. And so it's one of those things to try to build those relationships so that again, we have that that trust when we come in and have the event and, be, and to know who those people are, which is so important. So that's one of the first things that we'll start uh, making that connection. And also certainly to just think, get to know the churches and new church workers in New Orleans and the Southern District and be able to start those relationships to make those connections. Like you said, and we talked about, you know, certainly taking in those evaluations and making some maybe broad stroke plans. Often our times or staff or key planners, we'll see like maybe one operational or structural thing or logistical thing that comes out of the evaluation that we always want to try to fix or do better. And so oftentimes that becomes this thing that we really focus the time and energy, maybe dollars to say in 2022, it was, we really wanted to have assigned seating at the mass event and at the stadium for worship and all the activities happening there. And so that was one of the things where he said, we had this as a goal. We really wanted to work to see what that looked like. And so that takes, again, a lot of those connections to be made at the facilities and other places. So we'll look at, again, what comes out of the evaluation and and see maybe what there's one of those important things that we want to do again to hopefully make the whole process just less stressful maybe or be able to access the program more easily by some of the early planning that we can do and then really in early in 2023 we really start the like planning process for 2025 thematically theologically scripturally as well as the logistics of getting into the details as well yeah so we start thinking about the theme way 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 in advance so it's hard to believe but it's really we're only we're less than six months away from picking a theme Mm -hmm. right so that early early 2023 when we start to to do that and that process is really interesting so we certainly we bring in some facilitators we bring in a huge variety of people Mm -hmm. from different backgrounds different places people who are planners people who represent local Mm -hmm. um, congregations Mm -hmm. and and districts young people we bring Mm -hmm. in a great group of people and we spend a ton of time in prayer and we spend a ton of time mm-hmm. in God's word. I really want that to be kind of the place and the source for where all of the conversations that we're having. And it's always one of those things I think coming off of a theme that really resonated too, like in all things, or I mean, I think it was the same case. I think we've really had great ones in 16 and 19 too, that, you know, sometimes it's just easy to be, we're just going to do in all things part two. But right. Uh, right. So usually there is a little residual coming from the theme, but nonetheless, we we do want a fresh look, and and that's how we get some kind of some diversity of thought, and and people maybe didn't weren't at the. 2022 gathering to be able to say like I don't even know what happened and so that gives us again some fresh ideas and thoughts on on how we want to focus uh, the programming for the 2020-25 event. 
Yeah, and we take some time and we really look at we look at generational data. Mm-hmm. We look at the LYF mm-hmm. poll. Mm-hmm. We look at you know what we're talking about in youth ministry in general. What we're hearing from youth and youth leaders right. because we know that in those three years you're going to have a dramatically different youth group right. Right. than the one that you had before. And they're uh, the things that you know they're going to need to hear from God's mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. Uh, the things that are going to be important and valuable for them are going to change over time. But even then, like it's hard to anticipate what it's going to look like, you know, that far in advance. Yeah, And you know, too, I mean, how much, how many resources get generated from the gathering process too. So we get these great looks into, you know, think of some of the last gatherings, Philippians or first John or now Colossians. And so we want that opportunity too to say like, what's another maybe book or sections of scripture uh, that we want to go deep into and again, rely on God's promise that his word will be effective in the life in our lives and the lives of the participants of the gathering and to have that depth of resource that, that we do as well in ways that we can talk about God's word and, and whether again it's a specific book or a part of scripture that we want to dive deeper into that gives us that depth to do that because of the amount of time we spend just now in the next <laughs> two, two and a half years of diving deep into it. Yeah. And really, I appreciate in this process that the very first thing that we do is is start in prayer and start in mm-hmm. God's word and that every other programmatic decision mm-hmm. really comes from what we hear in God's word and from the thematic paper, mm-hmm. um, talking points, from the talking mm-hmm. points, from the conversations about what it is that, you know, God is, is saying in his word and, and how we convey that in, in clearly um, and appropriately and how we teach that and how we teach it in a variety of ways, whether mm-hmm. that's everything on the thematic floor. Uh, and and that that becomes the touch point that we come back to over and over again for the next right. uh, three years. So, you know, you have uh, planners who have been reading Colossians now for, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, very familiar. You, I think I, I was, was like, I knew we'd been in Colossians a lot when I think you used a Colossians verse in our a staff meeting and you just gave the scripture reference and yeah. I was like, oh, I know yeah. what that that right, is right, like yeah. I know I know exactly mm-hmm. what verses those are I know what they're mm-hmm. what they're about to say right because we've just spent so much time together in that which is which is a beautiful thing absolutely and then we'll kind of further down the road mm-hmm. you know, give us a little bit of time uh, right. but we'll be we'll be thinking about go you know, taking those applications to be ambassadors mm-hmm. for young adult volunteers mm-hmm. for speakers those are all OPA applications that will go out to let people think about that. So we know that people are excited about those opportunities to care and to serve in the gathering in those particular ways. So be sure to be looking on the website, on the Facebook. We'll certainly do some podcasts as we release that to be able to think about how you might want to be serving if you're not going to necessarily be bringing a group. Maybe you want to be an ambassador or maybe you have young people who really loved their gathering experience and who are already thinking, hey, I want to be a YAV. We want want to encourage you and make sure that you you have that opportunity to be able to do that. And then we'll we'll have podcasts that we'll release when we have that theme and logos and things as we get a little bit closer. Right. And so if we do follow our normal timelines, just if you're not familiar with it, so you kind of know how that spaces out, is that like the ambassador app application would be open probably around the time of like the end of 2023, usually into early 2024 is about when that process happens. The Young Adult Volunteer app would probably be in the summer of 2024 is when we generally release that. And then speak process would probably be like in late again 2023 early 2024 when we'd have that application open to start to gathering names and have that conversation start with the planning team so those kind of just gives you a little bit and again then with probably registration because of covid we moved 
registration back a couple of weeks for 2022. It was, so it was basically November 1st. So it had been 2024 looking ahead, but we'll see if that was what we want to do in the future, how that looks. But then that's kind of what you're looking for a little bit of that time frame as you're, you're doing your prep. But up until that time, plenty of other things going on, certainly in your congregational youth ministry, as well as things that we are providing as resources and also events outside of LCMS youth ministry too. So plenty to do between then and 2025. We've got a lot of other things that we'll be doing. Juliana, what are some of the things you're excited about here in the right. training? I think people maybe assume, hopefully you don't, hopefully you know by this point that what LCMS Youth Ministry does is is beyond just the gathering. Mm-hmm. So certainly this fall, we're already in rain to open, that, open the registration for our youth lead training. Uh, we have youth lead training every March here in St. Louis, and that is a weekend event for young leaders in your church. So typically a church brings just a, a couple of their strong leaders or a district can send young leaders to that event. And we spend a great amount of time. We teach them how to teach a curriculum. And then we also do some some leadership development. We're hoping that the registration for this filled really fast last mm-hmm. year. So we're hoping that in the foreseeable future, we'll be able to, to kind of grow that program a little bit. But so we are excited about what's going to happen in the next few years with Youth Lead and, and those opportunities there. Love seeing the questions coming in from congregations wondering like, hey, how can we serve Next year, yeah. next spring break, next summer, whatever it might be, LCMS servant events. Again, you know, again, obviously had some smaller years during COVID, but really bouncing back, had a great summer this year. And so those will continue to be updated on the website about events that are able to serve as well. So they're just resources. If you want to do something close to home and you just like, hey, I need some Bible study resources or just like some tips on how to host something or have my youth in service. There's just basic resources there too on the website. So LCMS Serve Events, another great way to serve in the name of Jesus with LCMS camps and congregations and districts and other places. But then also too, if you want to bring people into your community, tips on how to do that as well. And you can find some of those resources also on Youth eSource. We have some different resources that will help you think about service in your location, but also we have Bible studies. We have devotions. We have articles that come out. Uh, we have a, a slew of resources that come out every month from Youth eSource. So you're going to see things like for the next year, you're going to see our year worth of resources that all focus around the 40 end goals. And so those are all going to be packets of, of four Bible cities and four matching devotions um, from authors that maybe you saw at the gathering. So those are going to be really great. But we also have kind of different themes every year. Often we'll go by the church year. So you might have Lenten devotions or you might have Advent resources. We have skits that come out. We have resources around different aspects of youth ministry, ones that are quick reads for you to be able to get some information. We also love that we have resources like our conversation starters. So like, hey, as you think about this kind of difficult topic, here's a one sheet that you can print out that is going to help you to have those really hard conversations with your youth. Tons of great resources. We update it almost every week. So it's something that you can regularly come back to to have those resources that are available to you. And we're excited to have, again, more time and and excited to hear more districts and churches and others doing events to talk about youth ministry or healthy ministry within their congregation. And so thankful for so many of you that have encouraged us or given us data or helped us along developing the seven practices of youth ministry where we get to go out and present maybe at district events or other things that are related to ministry. So hopefully get to see some of you here in the next few months and years as we continue to help each other, encourage each other as we serve young people in our congregations. 
And as you see us out and about, please come by, say hi, yeah. give us give us kind of your stories. We always love to hear about gathering experiences or ways that we can better support you, whether that's resources you like to see on your thesaurus or other things that we can be doing to help network and support you. We also love to do that on social media. I mean, one of the great things is that, you know, that social media runs all the time and, and hopefully gives you plenty of ideas. Both it'll give you updates on servant events and it'll give you updates on youth lead. It'll give you updates on, on the e-source. So we want you to be able to be following that and thinking about about how you can be connected with us as things start to gear up for 2025 as well. Yeah, one of the things I should have mentioned when you asked what are some of those first things we'll be doing is solidifying dates for National Lutheran Youth Workers Conference. Again, yeah. following our normal pattern, that will be in July of 2024 in New Orleans. So working out those details, we'll get those dates posted as well. We hope that'll be a great reunion and time for many of us to connect, not only to prepare for the gathering, but also to be, again, equipped and strengthened and supported in what we do in serving young people in our congregations. So that we know that you were going to start planning maybe your 2025 event soon as well. I've already seen people asking about fundraising. So mm-hmm. don't forget that there's a document on the Facebook page of over 100 ideas of fundraising on Facebook. But also, as you start to think about, I had a great conversation with some friends from my church this week, and they're saying, hey, you know, uh, so-and-so is going to be eligible for the next <laughs> gathering. And, and and this young person who's, you know, they're going into third grade now, but in right. two gatherings, they're going to be joining right. us and how excited those parents were and reminiscing about their experience when they were a teenager. So it's sometimes a little hard to imagine, but if you look at some of your middle schoolers, even some of your upper grade schoolers, and be thinking about like how soon they're going to be in that cycle to experience the gathering and and talking with them about that opportunity as well. Yeah, we really want you to build a youth group and other places to support each other in your general youth ministry questions and and in between gathering as well. That's one reason we shifted that. That Facebook group used to be called Around the Gathering. We changed the LCMS Youth Ministry because we want it to be more broad than that because you guys are such a wonderful community and support each other and have so much more wisdom than Julianne and I have or our for staff. Sure. I mean, especially yeah. walking day in, day out with young people. So we're so thankful for the way you contribute to that community. So keep that up and it just inspires us. It gives us great ideas too and, and connections yeah. too. So keep up the good work here as we again have this time of being able to continue to invest in young people, support them in their life with Jesus. And as we start the early, early stuff for 2025, but early, again, looking at much other programming and connection and relationship building and sharing God's word between now and then. So thanks again for all your work in the Facebook group. Yeah. So for the next year, one of the things we're going to be doing on this podcast is going to be highlighting that year of resources that we developed after the gathering. So they're written by people you have seen at the gathering. They focus on those end goals, those 40 end goals of youth ministry that are a part of our seven practices. So we'll be interviewing those authors of those studies to help find out more about the studies and encourage you to use them in this year and and then beyond the gathering. So much that happens in those three years in between the gathering, and yet it goes by so, so fast. And so we are excited to be thinking forward and and still excited to hear how the, the 2022 gathering impacts you and your youth ministry. So some closing questions for you guys. What are you most looking forward to in 2025? What are ways in your youth ministry and congregation you can be lifting up in prayer, the city of New Orleans, and all who will support the gathering in July of 2025? And finally, how can you be connecting with other youth leaders and uh, youth ministry supports in the years in between the gathering? We will continue to keep you in our prayers as we plan for those adults and youth who will be joining us in New Orleans. Uh, and we continue to keep 
Please continue to keep our staff and our planning team in your prayers as we prepare as well. And Gold's Podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church. Thank you.